Hello and welcome to part two of the Mid-Table and Up podcast. If you missed part one, it's currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. You can find it through our Instagram, Twitter and Facebook below. We hope you enjoy part two of the podcast. Mine are a bit bit tamer than that. I've gone with an early kickoff win, and for a simple reason, it's just that if you if you're playing on the Friday night or even the uh, the half twelve kickoff in the, on the Saturday, and if you win the game, you know that your whole weekend is set. Then you can just relax. You don't have to. It doesn't matter about anything else. Your weekend is Get sorted. Exactly. Yeah. You can go have some beers. R- relax and and just have a fun time because it does it does make or break especially when obviously mm. especially when you're going to the games it does make or break your weekend a little bit because it's no, three it does, o'clock yeah. it makes or breaks the rest of my week until the yeah, next yeah, game yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's very, not very just, true it's not just the day and the day after it's yeah Oh. But just like specifically when you have that say half 12 kickoff and you win it, you then go, you then look at all these other games going yeah. ahead and you go in, ah, fuckers, you know, like whatever these results will be, they'll be, you know, like well, my, my main issue is whenever we're pitched for an early kickoff, we're obviously on TV. Is that mm. we haven't won on Sky for like five or six? Like we did this uh. season for the first time in like six years. <laughs> so our record on like so whenever we've got early kickoff, we're like, well, that's it. We're, we're yeah, we've it. lost. <laughs> that's it. My weekend's finished. I don't even need to watch it. It's it's going to be bad. So yeah. yeah, I can appreciate that, but no, it, yeah, it it's one of them feeling. as well. Can't it's relate. one of them as it's one of them as well. Where if obviously you lose it, your whole weekend, you then go oh, for fuck's sake. Fuck's and, sake. But but yeah. then, whereas instead, you know, like. If you lo- if you lose, say the half four kickoff on a Sunday, it ruins your Sunday evening a bit, and but but it's not like yeah. drastically affected your whole weekend. But I, I think the other thing about winning the early kickoffs is obviously points about the games in hand. Yeah, like, yeah. The table instantly looks better, and then mm. if the other team wins, well, you're in no worse a position than you were before. Yeah, exactly. Or they don't, or they like they don't win, and then you've gone right up the table. So. Yeah, you can only get better from where you started, so it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah, Absolutely. no. So yeah, as I said, it's just it's just a nice little thing, you know. Especially where if you've gone to the stadium and then you know you've won, you come out at say you know like roughly you know half two, quarter to three, and then you're like, and then you're like, right, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go have some beers or something, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, as I said, just a nice little karma. So that was my uh, automatic Europa League spot number six early kickoff win. Sorry, I'll. Um, sorry, not the automatic early uh, Europa League spot. Moving into your number five, though, Matt. What are yeah. you going with? So mine are just just kind of generally match day pub rituals. Um, yeah, um, uh, and it's not just match day rituals; <laughs> it's pub. You have to have the mm. pub in there. Um, so for me, um, so there's, there's two I want to talk about. So obviously, there's. There's the local one in Stratford that, that I go to, but it's also, especially when I wasn't living uh, with my family, it was, oh, well, I, I don't have to go and see my mum and dad because my mum and dad are coming up to go, go watch West Ham. So I'll just meet them for a beer before and after um, in one of the bars in Stratford. But um, something that also stands out to me that I've only been to once, and so isn't really my match day ritual, but I find really interesting, is obviously since we moved... And Stratford, all the bars are really expensive and they're full and they're not really traditional boozers. They're all yeah. these like hipster sort of bars. Mm. Um, 
the all of these people, there's a close in kind of in between Stratford High Street DLR station and the stadium. There's like a housing estate that's been there for years. And on Wilmerley Close, there is a, a little square um, that is just in this, again, this middle of this housing estate. And it's got like an, an offy, like a corner shop on the corner. And literally on game days, it's just full of West Ham fans buying tinnies in the Fantastic. off license and then sitting in the square. So much so that they've developed a little bit of secret. So you go in there and it's not like like the rest of the shop's closed. It's basically just a pub that sells tins of beer. I mean, you just walk up, you tell them what you want. It's cold and they just give it to you out the thing. Um, and there's great atmosphere there because they're a proper mm. cultured, colourful bunch of people. Who, I'm not sure I'd use the word cultured. Of people that want to sit on the side of the street and drink beers. They're only the most passionate fans. Uh, mm. So... It's a bit of the bow lid about that. Sticky floors on the corner, drinking a Foster's. Sticky floors is always where there's like, I feel like that's, that's character building. That's the atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's it's character sort of building, isn't it? You know, sticky floors. I feel like anywhere that, that's that's experienced some stuff, you know, that's got character about it. It's got, it's like sticky got a few floors. battle scars. One of the windows exactly. is smashed in. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. Could do with a bit yeah. of love, but you love her anyway. Yeah, you know, no, sticky floors. Yeah, it kind of, it somewhat ties into like my number three. Uh, I've gone with the game day ritual just because you, again, you feel like it kind of bigs it up on that. And you kind of, it's like, like supporting a football club is, it's effectively re- religion, really, yeah. Yeah. over here. L- like you put on the clothes and, you know, you go there and uh, depending on how like superstitious you are, you might even, you know, like have to like do something in a set pattern so, all the time. So do, to, like, do you have any superstitions? I'm going to ask a question. Not, I don't, I, I don't wear a certain West Ham shirt because it was my first season at the London stadium and um, we were just awful. Um, so I wrote off that shirt. I can't wear it anymore. I mean, I feel go. like there's a lot. I feel like there's, there's got to be a lot of West Ham shirts you'd potentially write off if you're going. <laughs> I mean, that was the only but, one because so, it's the only West Ham mm. shirt I wore to a game. I, I've written off wearing okay, shirts now because I, right. I just buy them and they can't wear them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's kind of weird. So, like, I don't really think I'm too superstitious in general, but um, and this kind of superstition isn't doesn't really just apply to football. It was something that I would really notice when even like when I was a small kid going to school. And if I didn't get dressed in a set way, like in a set order, I'd get told, like I'd get told off and sent <laughs> out of the class. And then also as well, I then, I know, I know that sounds really weird. And then also as well, if I didn't dress in a set way going to a football game, we'd probably lose. But again, I don't know how much impact so there is in that the because order? we lose anyway. So it would be pants first. Socks second. Great stuff. Second. No, he's lost me. Socks before socks. Second. Socks second. Okay. All right. Trousers. Last, right? That would be the order. And if I ever diverged away from this, we would always it would always seem to be the games that we would lose. And then equally again, if I ever diverged from this going to school, that would always seem to be the day that I got detention or whatever. You carried this through for the whole of your life. No, so not really. Like, because work because the thing is, the thing is with West Ham, right? Sucks. So the thing is, with, the thing is with West Ham, right? 
we lose enough anyway. So even when I did, so so it got to the point where even when I was dressing in the order that I thought I should have been dressing in, we were still losing. You know, in some terrible seasons we've had, we were still yeah, losing. Yeah. I, I think so, that's the thing that kind of demystifies it when your team shit. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. yeah had exactly. Literally but, no impact. But at the same time, though, I can't remember us really ever winning when I had dressed out of that order. So yeah, you do it every day. The, so I remember when, yeah, I, when so, I was nine, I, then, had a, I had a properly lucky shirt. It was, had Clark on the back. We didn't lose a home game all season. So that's like, pretty good. That that was a, as good as a luck that I've had. I've yeah. grown up it really fast. <laughs> I was like nine. You need so. to you need to just Actually, wear it. Actually, yeah, <laughs> there was yeah there was one shirt that I kind of retired because uh, I went and got the autographs of like Adrian and stuff on it, and um, and that was the last year at Upton Park. And after I'd got that shirt, you know, we beat teams like, like that we basically should have been beating. We only lost, uh, like after the, after I bought that shirt, we only lost one more game at home all season. And that was to Swansea towards the end of the season. And yeah, I kind of, because of the autographs and that, I didn't want to wash the shirt. So I, I wore it to like two games and then kind of retired it. <laughs> but, it's never um, coming out again. You've done your yeah. job. Well done. Sam. No, the only t- yeah, the only time I ever brought it out again was when I knew I was meeting more footballers. So I was like, oh, they can sign the shirt. But um, but yeah, so there was that. And then the probably my other closest sort of like uh, again, I don't want to say superstition, but yeah, no, it kind of was. So again, that same season at Upton Park again, one of like our only really good seasons of the last few years, right? So you'll probably remember. Uh, around like the back end of 2015, that kind of Christmas time, and this is going to be so Im- like somewhat embarrassing. But you'll well, kind come of re- on, George, come on, well, George. You'll kind of remember. So safe that, space. Uh, you'll remember at that point, right? Justin Bieber changed the, his musical direction, and he had he had songs like uh, I can't re- like uh, you know like whatever. I can't even remember the bloody names of them now. But he, he was, changed- it, was it tattooed Bieber? Yeah, it was Tattoo Bieber. Very... And um, Love Your... He had songs like Love Yourself and stuff, right? Mm. And then I listened to like to Bieber on the way to, like again, one of the earlier games that we started winning that season. This, this is Justin Bieber. Proposed yeah, that, Bieber. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. What, do yeah. You know, what do you mean? Do, do, yeah, what yeah, do you like mean? That. Love Yourself, that kind of crap, basically. Uh, because I'd listened to that on the way there and we won... I then listened to that all the way up until we lost to Swansea because because I was like, I've not lost yet. So I was like, I have to listen to it every single game. And then we eventually lost to Swansea and I was like, right, I can I can stop listening to this on the train now. So, so I, I, I remember when I was younger, we used to drive up from Essex to Ipswich, like an hour drive. And there was, mm. we had this Ipswich CD of like mm. it, it purely Ipswich yeah. Town song. And you get to was the it round. burnt or was it like a legit CD? No, it's a proper CD oh, that they okay. sold. It's singing the it was called Singing the Blues. Um, mm. And we get to the Ipswich roundabout. You're like, ah, oh, can we put on the CD? And like everyone in the car would just like singing all the songs <laughs> that we had. So I had like our FA Cup final song, um, just all the all the good stuff. And it was just like, and I knew all the songs from the album. And it, that was just like our, our routine going into the ground, like mm. on a match day. Yeah. Nice. No. No. So yeah, Which, that, that's a yeah. pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty valid one. So yeah, like kind of like game day rich, uh, game day rituals, that kind of thing. That was your number five, wasn't it, Matt? So and yeah, like my number three kind of tied in. So yeah, uh, your number five then, Simon. We've already spoken about my number five uh, playoffs. Is cool. what we want. Yeah, uh, mine was my number five was outside of the box screamers moving into the Champions League spots. Then Matt, your number four. 
So my one, we kind of touched on it earlier, but we didn't really go into detail. So I think we can go into it again. Is um, particularly the pub atmosphere during the 2018 World Cup. Particularly. Being very mm. specific with that. Rest in peace, cafe football. Re- yeah, rest in peace, I've cafe football. I've actually got football. a note in here that says rip cafe football. Um, so uh, Just before you elaborate, Matt, uh, I'm just going to say, mine is like, my number four is just pub with the lads. So, yeah, is is that an Absolutely. So, just so a little bit about, so we, so this, before, like a few years ago, well, 2018, um, Simon was still living at home in, Felix Stone. Felix Stone. Uh, thank you. And so we all decided to meet up kind of halfway in Stratford. And um, yeah, uh, and we went to this pub called Cafe Football. Rest in peace, Cafe Football it is no longer with us. Um, but brilliant bar, beer towers that George now has. Yeah, um, yeah. God, I forgot about that. We need, we need to crack one of those out in the summer. We do, we do. We should get yeah, in the summer. I should bring one. I should bring one around. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, eight pint beer towers. Yeah, on, on one yeah. classic day, we got through five between four people. I think we got through more than five, didn't we? Oh, maybe you know, maybe I, you are right. Maybe no, very blurry. We, we had five end. towers, but we had pints before with lunch as well. Right. Yeah. We had a couple yeah. of pints with lunch as well. So. God forbid, I don't know how any of us got home that day. I don't even remember going home. I think <laughs> no. I died. Well, there, was so a moment, no, there was a moment, Matt, where, where you were like just conked out. Like it was, I think I was it was right dead. before, um, what was it like the, oh, like Senegal Japan it, game or well, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's because we had a bat on that game as well. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, but because it was great, because the time we went back the game after, the bartender clearly remembered Matt and was like, oh, your mate's awake now, is he? I was I, like, hey. I, I have a way with people. Um, mate, that was, that was an intense day. Mm. Um, I don't actually No, that was a brilliant day. Home. Again, but going back to that early kickoff thing because our ga- that our game was the early kick. We yeah, won that game six one against Pan- Panama, and then you're like, right, I could enjoy the whole rest of my day now because we won six one. Well, but we run the beers from twelve to probably about ten o'clock in the evening. <laughs> oh, like we were absolutely smashing. And it was summer, mm. and we were because we're all football fans. We were the life. We were the start. Yeah. You know those people in grounds where they start chants. That, we yeah, that were that us. group of people. Yeah. We started uh, at least half a dozen of those It's Coming Home chants, yeah, didn't mate. we? We did. And there's nothing about them when you're watching England games in the pub particularly. You don't know the national anthem to have some out of tune and out of time <laughs> in a pub <laughs> in London. <laughs> like, that's just the best moment. Yeah. But um, even then, though, I, I remember, and I, I think it might have been, it might have even been the day before, actually, Matt, Um because that was the Sunday, wasn't it? The Panama game. Yeah. And I think the Saturday, I think before, like we'd went to the inn and we watched all three of the games at the inn as well. And we got to like the Germany-Sweden game. And we were so pissed by that point that we, I think for the whole game, we were just in the pub singing, turn German bombers in the air. In the air. <laughs> like, for, for like we the were the only game. people in there. Yeah. Well, and no, then no, after, no wonder. No one wants to listen to you two singing that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And um, we were oh, we were absolutely smashed. And then we and went then we for went a curry. And then when the game finished, we went for a curry and that. And it was just, yeah, it was just a, it was such a good day, such a good weekend. And, and oh, yeah, mate. like, honestly. Um, yeah, so no, there's just, it's just been, it's just been fun. And there was a point where, there was a solid point where, Simon, where you were at uni and then you'd come home for like, 
half term and we'd if there was a we'd go to the pub like four days on the trot yeah. like to watch the Monday night football and then the Champions League on the Tuesday Champions League on the Wednesday then Europa League on the Thursday well the thing is there were also weeks <laughs> when it'd be like League Cup we, we weren't picking yeah. it was no. like it's an excuse to go to the pub we're gonna get drunk it's gonna be fine oh, yeah mate. no it Honestly. was just it was just it was just so a fun good. time so yeah like pub with the lads and that I think it's just yeah, it's just it's just a good thing in it. Like I, I kind of only really put it at four because, like, football kind of like takes that to another level. But you can still go to yeah. the pub and just have a f- fun time without football. So that that's yeah, probably exactly. why it's a little lower. Um, but although it's ninety percent of our friendship, amen. Yeah, yeah. When we could <laughs> go to the pub, yeah. Mm. But then it's weird. Without the pub, we actually ended up making a podcast. So yeah, very very true. So, Procrastination. I know exactly. So some kind of productivity there, but yeah, just it's just fun and it football at the pub and that kind of thing, and yeah, just just beers, pints, and football. What can, pints you, yeah. what can you ask for? Yeah, and and it was it was also obviously was a, that was a Sweden game. That was my highlight. <laughs> Have uh, you just being abusive? I was just being fine. abusive to the one Swede that was brave enough to uh, in full <sighs> in full kit as yeah. well. Fair no, play to him going in full I'm kit. I'm with you on yeah. no, I'm with you on Honestly. that. I do kind of think like you could tell oh, no, the, yeah. whole, the whole pub was like an English pub. He was just and, I was just saying what everyone was thinking, but he yeah, was like, too like, afraid why to why say. I just don't know why. Like like if you if you're Swedish and you you know you're obviously going to want Sweden to win, but why would you go to a clearly English pub and just watch like like in your Sweden shirt and watch it? Um, yeah, because it's not like London's not a multicultural city. I'm no, sure you could have found but, a place where loads of Swedish fans yeah. would go. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. And yeah, obviously, um, when uh, that IKEA in Stratford got raided after right. the game. Oh, God. Well, yeah. the, other, the other thing I Which remember we went after that Sweden game was no. do you remember we went to Marks and Spencer's to look at waistcoats? No, yeah, I, I'm. I'm sure I bought a waistcoat because I, which I then wore for the like, the, like the day of the semi-final. I took that. I put that waist. I wore that waistcoat to work the day of the semi-final. Oh, uh, yeah, man. no, it was just. It was just kind of, kind of so brilliant to be yeah. honest. And uh, but yeah, I nearly got. I nearly got like trampled to death in when that first goal went in. I think we I all jumped. Did, yeah. Yeah, because I jumped, but obviously the the floor was so slippery and so. Someone has like slipped over, and because I'm midair, I've got like nothing to hold on to, so it's yeah. just taken me down. And then, as a result, it's all gone like dominoes, and about eight people have fallen on well, me. Well, everyone's grabbed well, the no, person you, behind you, fe- you fell onto me, Joe. That was, <laughs> just and then Andy was on top of us, and it was like, uh, like oh man, pandemonium. Then, you somehow, yeah. you somehow didn't get involved in it. Um, and I can't ever I, no I did why. I was in the middle because you might remember there was you guys and then I also knew some other people so I was in the middle of two people like you, you guys so I saw it all happen it was, it was pretty good um, <laughs> yeah no I, only, I felt like you know fast. that bit in Game of Thrones where Jon Snow is nearly trampled to death in the battle but it was a bit <sighs> like that for half a second and then I could get, and then when I was able to get up I was like yes I can start jumping around <laughs> and celebrating now that I'm not going to die um, but yeah no it was a it was a good it was a good day. It was a good day. And uh, that was uh, mine and Matt's number four, basically. Your Champions League spot, Simon. So my number four, it's sort of linked to that. It's creative football chance. Mm. <laughs> There's nothing better than when someone's come up with an absolute doozy. Which, yeah. like, no one would... Eat. Like, Runs you... on the fly, I take it. Yeah, yeah. or, like, just one to, like... I don't even know how you come up with that. My, one of my favourites was Ipswich were playing Southend, mm. away from home. 
and someone starts a chant, the wheels on your house go round and round, which is just inherently funny, easy to do, and it's just great, like in the away end, just like giving giving that kind of abuse. It's mm. yeah, I just don't know how you come up with some of them as well. Like, oh mate, and and they're always mm. songs do, 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 that you know. Yeah, and do, do you remember like when that Will Grigg chant was going? Like you couldn't avoid yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Will like, Grigg's on fire. It was so good. Like everyone yeah. loved it. It was really well done, and it was like. Yeah, I just love it when fans come together and come up with a really, like, creatively good football mm. chart. It's really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't have that level of creativity. No, me neither. I think but that's I why I appreciate it. it. Yeah, exactly. When you think yeah, it's well, you're like, yeah. Well, yeah, it was like when we were watching the Sweden game and it was just, uh, you're like, you're shit, but your birds are fit. You're <laughs> shit, but your birds are fit. That was just fucking class, wasn't it? That kind of thing. It's just, but yeah... Yeah, no, it's that it's that element of like creativity. But even then, like some of the songs that you kind of sing about players and stuff, some of them I, I kind of think like, where have you got that from? Like, um, my, like one of my personal favourite ones is the one that we sing about Christian Daly, and it's just oh Christian Daly, you are the love of my life, oh Christian, which is obviously baby. just parodying I love you, baby. But then it's like I'd let you shag my wife, oh Christian Daly. <laughs> I want curly hair too. And now every time I meet someone new with curly hair, that song enters my head. Like I can't not think of it. Like it's just Thanks crazy. You. Yeah. yeah. The other one, the, the good Ipswich one that I heard recently, we've got a guy called Idris El Mazzuni, and you're like, that's quite a difficult name, I'll never get that one in. Saturday yeah. night, and I like the way you move, El Mazzuni. <laughs> like, come on, that's pretty good. Like, that's a really complicated name yeah. to try and fit in the song. I also love it when there's a bit of give and take as well between like two sets of fans. Mm. And one time yeah. I remember that, it's like we were playing Colchester, so they start singing, You're Just a Small Town in Norwich, and we yeah. respond with you just a bus stop in Chelmsford. <laughs> I was like, that's. On the fly, someone's like come up with the response, which is just brilliant. Mm. Well, while, while we're on the topic of this, that's that that that's that's. It's a little bit like it's it's a little bit like when um I think it was ah uh, someone like Chelsea or someone when they won the Champions League and they were like Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that, and they were playing someone naff like I think it, in like the cup and it was like a League One team and they've gone Johnston's pay trophy, you'll never <laughs> sing that <laughs> <in> response. <laughs> Uh, Which, yeah, it's just yeah. yeah that kind I, of I think well, that that's on my list. Um, it, it's just giving it to opposition fans. It's mm. such a massive part of the game, um, and I think it's it's part of what I look forward to. I wouldn't want to go back to foot. I could probably do it for a little while, but permanently, I wouldn't want to go back to football without away fans. Mm. Just because mm. for them, it's a load of fun because you're with your most diehard your mm. most passionate fans, unless you're, you know, in the London stadium and for Man United, because you're all just from London. Um, and yeah, it's just intense and you give it, you, you give it and they're giving it back to you. And um, oh yeah, for me, that that's a whole game we play at football. It keeps you entertained, especially when watching yeah. West Ham, because some of the football could be fucking shit. Like West Ham yeah, versus Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not yeah. the most exciting game in the world. Well, it's like when we're normally stuck in a relegation battle or something, if we then take the lead against someone, the first song that comes out is How Shit Must You Be, We're Winning <laughs> yeah, at Home yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's exactly. like... But again, like, it's, like it's, it's that banter almost with yourself. It's like quite yeah. funny as well. Yeah. Like, I remember Ipswich played Chelsea in the FA Cup the week before we beat Arsenal in the League Cup. I think I said this before. And we're losing 7-0, and the Inter fans are singing Bring on the Arsenal. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just fantastic. 
like just turning a shit moment into something quite funny is pretty exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Nice. No, a solid. That's a solid entry there, Simon. So moving into the automatic Champions League spots, Matt, your number three. My number three are cup upsets. Cup sets. Cup sets. Um, well, see, they're not fun when they happen to your team, which we have a lot of. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had a fair few recently. <laughs> Wimbledon, <laughs> Oxford. I, I can name a few. Um, yeah, mate, we've had enough of those. But Jesus. I, 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 when they're not happening to West Ham, um, mm. they're great. Um, I think yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. And, and for me, the best cup sets are when you're the, the smaller club is at home. When oh, yeah. Chelsea mm. or Spurs or someone has to go to some pokey little ground in the UK, play on a crack pitch, play against people that are just going to put 10 men behind the ball and slide through you at the first chance. Um, and the fans are just up for it because this is, this is the bit, this is like the biggest well, game they'll ever play. No, well, it's yeah. their cup final. Um, so it's a massive game for them. Yeah, it's a great. Definitely. Some sometimes I'd rather watch like Newport play some massive team because I'm like, hang on, they're going to give this a go here. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And play football, and um, so yeah, that's I love cup sets. Um, yeah, good cup ups. The thing is, I think my issue is they don't just don't happen as much as they used to. Well, the squads are so big, they're so talented. The top teams have so much, so many players. Yeah. Even their rotating squads are better than pretty much every yeah. other team in the league yeah. so I think it's also it's, but it, it feels much like that this season because there are no fans I you can't really create that matchbox atmosphere yeah like, yeah, it's difficult isn't it like it's just a training exercise about, when you spoke yeah. about like, like the siege mentality that kind of feeds from the crowd mm, as well it's exactly. not just yeah, the players well they're in some pokey little ground and the third, they're like right next to you and they're going to give it to you for 90 minutes they, they have to get mm. a changing room and a trailer outside honestly kind of like yeah ex- exactly like they go and it's just like the smallest cramped little little thing I think, I think especially in these stadiums nowadays Premier League like modern Premier League grounds the away this is change rooms in general are so nice I mean you see that scene yeah. well, it's like it's like an auditorium it's yeah, like well, enormous the, uh, the ones in the London Stadium are supposed to be nice and Tottenham as well now the, in their new stadium it's supposed to be like like you'd think you'd give the away the away dressing room just be like a square <laughs> put it in the basement and turn the heat on which you all have to share yeah <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah that's my number three cup sets Nice one, mate. And then uh, moving into your number three then, Simon. Uh, my number three, we kind of probably sort of discussed um, earlier on, but I love the dark arts of football. Just, yeah. gen- just the generic dark arts of the little mm. elbows. Again, it's kind of a bit of a dying breed, but I think of like the masters of it were the Italians, in, like the 06 Italians. The mm. little just like shirt pulls, the little get your elbows out, nudge a few people out of the way. Yeah. It just really like bitty just, um, I think VAR's going to get rid of that that's the problem I think like, but VAR is removing it's a, that it's a little thing. bit weird because I think it, it's almost kind of evolving in that sense of um, that yeah it, it's like yeah the elbows and things it's more of dying out but like you know, like players going up for cramp and, and stuff if they're winning and, uh, and yeah, just being a little bit like, you know, like wasting a little bit of time here and stuff there it, and, and being a bit cute with, you, you know, like if you feel a bit of contact and you're winning yeah. and you're going, I mean, no, just throw yourself to the ground. I think, get the, free I think kick, the master of that time. actually is Harry Kane. He watches yeah, the way yeah, he yeah. holds the ball up. He does it in such a way that someone's going to touch him and he's just going to fall to the ground. Gets his team up the pitch and 
on the attack. Like it, it's a really important thing in football, and I think sometimes overlooked. I think people kind of sneer at it, but yeah. it's so no, important. I agree. I, I think some people think it's a little bit below the belt, which. It's probably not the most honourable of things, but at the same time, you just got to do what you got to do to get over the you've line, got to, haven't you? Got to you? Win, haven't you? You've got to be yeah. a bastard. Doesn't matter if you play well and lose. Yeah. If you play yeah. above the board and lose, well, who cares? Well, you get nothing for it. Yeah. No. Exactly. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, so, nah, I really, really. Uh, I think yeah. Great. No. Yeah. No. Kind of like a solid shout. Uh, number three there, Simon. Then mine. We did discuss just you know like game day rituals that kind of thing so moving into our runner-up spots then matt what's your number two mate so my number two is a more recent one and it's something i've really started to enjoy yeah i've started re-watching one with simon um and it's these kind of club tr- i don't really know what to call them but they're like club dressing room documentaries like fly on the wall, isn't it? Like fly on the wall documentaries mm. i don't i don't really know if there's a proper name for them but I'm starting to really like them. I've just started the one with Leeds um, from last Take season. Me home as well. like, Take me home. I think I think it's yeah, I think it's Take Me Home. I've, I'm rewatching or we're kind of rewatching um, the one with Spurs. Yeah. I love Sunderland till I die. The City one I've, I've watched that one was excellent. All, all or Nothing mm. City uh, City. They're just great and. And for me, it, it's really interesting. They're told in a really, I, you know, it's not related to football, but I really like um, Drive to Survive, that, the Formula One style documentary. Uh, whatever, again, what, I don't really know what you call them. I, I, I love them. Um, I think they're really, really good on that. And it's, it's a very new thing as well. I, I, yeah. I, I, I haven't really I kind of, seen it gives a good documentaries like to... that before. Well, I mean, I think the other one is The, the Last Dance. No, again, not football related. Yeah. But again, it's... It's just it's in it's the dressing room. It's a glimpse inside, isn't it, of elite sports Exactly, people, yeah. Seeing, seeing men, the mentality, seeing the drives, seeing all the things that go into the Saturday. Mm. You see the 90 minutes. They've had to work all week for it. And you don't... I know you know it, but you sort of go, oh, you probably <laughs> had training for an hour a day. Like, you didn't do that much, did you? Yeah. They do, yeah. like, tactical briefings. They'll do workouts, training sessions. There's a lot that they have to do to make sure they're ready for the weekend. And I think... It's really like it opens your eyes a little bit to see it. Yeah, and and of course because it's in the past, you know what's happening, so it's interesting to see it from another angle. Uh, well, it it kind of gives you like an insight into the, like the day to day basis of how not only football clubs operate, but also you know like what as Simon kind of said, what makes a football game happen basically, like how it gets there. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. What well, I, I think I've watched like a the start of the Spurs one. I've not watched the City one. I imagine it is fascinating. Probably the only reason why I've not watched it is just because that City team was just so good. I feel like there's not a no, lot of drama The best thing it. about that City one was watching Pep. Yeah. And, some of, and seeing some of his team talks and how he thinks about... That's what I got most out of that City yeah. one. As you say, there's not too much drama in it's, that City yeah. one. I would, say, I, I would say they cut Whereas them in a way. If you, yeah. If you watch something like Sunderland Till I Die, that's pretty much all drama. It's all fucking hell. This is an absolute shit show. Mistakes are uh, definitely um, mm. up there, yeah, with Sunderland Till I Die. But um, uh, yeah, the other one I was going to say, which isn't the same, but I, I did find quite interesting from a West Ham fan perspective, is that uh, it was on, I think it was on BBC Three, like yeah, uh, World's Youngest Jack Sullivan thing. Jack Sullivan thing. Um, yeah. As much as I hate the board and all of that, it was some of it. It had, it was mostly obviously about the women's football team, 
but yeah. there were elements of it that you kind of got some out insight into. No, I bet. I, yeah, obviously, I'm a fan of the club, so I'm gonna have. A, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. I'd recommend all the others before you. But, watch but that even, person. but even then, though, even then, though, um, like it still gives you an insight in how a football club operates that you again wouldn't necessarily have without these kind of documentaries. Just yeah, the only I, I know what you're referring to. The only reason why I've not watched it is just because it would make me want to punch Jack Sullivan in the face. So <laughs> to yeah. be fair, you want to do that anyway. So Jack yeah, Sullivan exactly. endears himself in that show. I would say that he. I think he would come out thinking more of Jack Sullivan than um, I think you think you would. Um, probably, but probably you, you're but probably right. It's, it's it's his fucking dad that's the problem. Yeah, uh, it's, and you mm. can you can kind and, of and, see and that. not just that. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone is you know everyone grows up and everyone's different when he's a kid and and stuff like that. But it's just as well. I, I still can't get over how he would be the one to break the news of assigning a player before the club. Like that, that we'd sign a player, and instantly David Sullivan would be like, "Oh, on the phone to, him, oh yeah, um, we brought in Shamak," and then he would be the one to put that on Twitter before the club had even made a statement, before even Sky Sports and that knew it was official. And he did that for years, and that like it just, yeah, that kind of thing. I've got no patience with him for yeah, that. I, I think, yeah, I think I know he was a kid, but yeah, I think he's grown up a little bit. Um, well, yeah, because he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I think, I think also that's. In show, you know, we're run like a shit show, and we can yeah, yeah. Let, let's be real. David this. Sullivan should never have been giving that information to his then, you know, like thirteen-year-old boy to yeah. put on Twitter. But yeah, it's just that that's like probably why I've not watched it. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. So well, that was well, your. While we're, sorry, while we're on the topic of sports documentaries, another couple of good ones. One night in Turin about the Italian ninety. Oh, watch that! Yeah, that's really good. Very, very yeah, good. Yeah, that's really good. And Bobby Robson, more than a manager, is also excellent. Mm. Just wanted to get those two plugs in there. Uh, my royalty no. fees are in the check. In the <laughs> yeah, no, no, there's also yeah, that, that, while we're just doing shout outs, there's also that uh, first team Juventus one. I haven't watched it, but apparently it's quite good. I think it's in Italian. I think that's the only reason why I haven't. Oh yeah, you don't like subtitle things, do you? Well, I don't mind them, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you had the choice of the three English ones or the Italian. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I haven't watched it, so it could be a load of shit. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, moving on. That's me. That's my number two. Simon, what's your number two? So my number two, it's kind of a bit more encompassing. It's like a theme. But it's like the fact that as a football fan, you can connect with anybody in the world via mm, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think my the, the biggest I've had of this is, so we go to a school in Kenny's, we do some charity work there. And you're talking to the children and they're asking me about the Premier League. Like that... And instantly, like, it's the global yeah. game, it's the world's game, everyone knows it, it's the massive brand that is, is kind of English football as well. Um, but you can just, if you find someone any corner of the world, and you say you're English, generally they'll go, oh, London, oh, the Queen, and football. That's like, yeah. it's like the key tenant of, of being English. And like, everyone is happy to talk about football and sport. They, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling, like, you can just connect... And talk for hours with a random stranger. You've done. Yeah. I know. I did this. So I went to an away game at Barnsley, and I was on my own. And like, I was just in a pub, and some lads were like, "I'll oh, come over." Spent like seven, eight hours with them, just like mm. and we just talking about football, talking about the game. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's just interesting, isn't it? Like, it's just yeah. that universal language that you can just kind of talk to anyone. When I yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I I think I think you're you're spot on. 
with um, just how quickly you can make a conversation with someone about football and um, yeah, it, 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 it's so interesting. And the other thing I'm finding more and more that I think in America, football has never been the dominating sport there because they've got so many other sports and they're the world champion at all of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're seeing it more and more in the younger generation that like the teenagers becoming adults now that they are actually really interested. They support yeah. teams. Like, like they'll support Liverpool. Oh, fuck me. Like, great. Um, yeah. That's what we need. And, and that one state that like, thinks Leonardo Bonucci is their favourite player. Did you see that, George? That map of oh, yeah. no. every state's favourite players. And Obviously, no. there's like Pulisic and Messi yeah. and Ronaldo. In one state, randomly, Leonardo Bonucci. Like, <laughs> whose favourite player is Leonardo Bonucci? Not even his own mother would have picked it. <laughs> Wait, one sec. I'm trying to find what state it was. Uh, fuck, uh, my, my American map knowledge isn't that good. Um, it's in between, I think, Colorado. One sec, one sec, boys. Let me get the state. It's, I feel like one person... Has got yeah, together. Just got, we're just going to fuck with this result. Um, here we go. So it's um, so weirdly Bruno Fernandez is on there as well in North Dakota. In South Dakota is Benucci. <laughs> South Dakota. Something in the Dakota waters. Famous for yeah. having nothing in it apart from a road that just goes yeah. through it. Well, maybe, like, because at least the Bruno Fernandes one, like, Man United fans are like rats, yeah. they're fucking everywhere, aren't they? So, I, like, <laughs> I, I, so I, I, I can I can get, with him being their best player at the minute, I could get that. But yeah, the, yeah, Leonardo da Bucci, that, yeah, that, that's by far and away a bit of an obscure one. Didn't one of them have as well? Um, I'd say, yeah, Deli, Deli Ali, who's fucking got Deli Ali? Some Deli Ali's mums out there. Vermont, Vermont had Deli Ali. And on the set, um, because I'm looking at the exact map that we're talking about. Do you reckon um, though that's because I can't I can't remember where Daly Addy's dad's from now though. Because <laughs> um, because I know they've got I know like he doesn't Daly Ali doesn't speak to his dad or anything. But uh, I I that might be I, again I could be completely wrong, but that might be that might be where his dad's from. And they might then have a think that that's a link. Sat clutching. I don't know. Maybe we're we're stumbling upon. So but, Oregon on the west mm-hmm. coast, Sadio Mane. I can understand that more than Benucci. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. The rest of them is just Pulisic, Messi, or Ronaldo. It's kind mm. of standard. You'd expect those, but yeah, Leonardo Benucci was an odd one. But anyway, going back to sorry, yeah, back to football. Um. But yeah, you were, you were going to say something about American fans and then we kind of... Oh, yeah. Up, um, so no, it's just, I, I see more and more young American fans um, who are obviously interested in football um, getting interested in the English game. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I, and yeah, just generally agree. It is that kind of yeah. universal you can't talk to anyone about it. So good shout yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a good one to be honest because I know what you mean. As soon as you meet someone new, if you establish, you know, pretty much the first thing I you know I ask someone is you know like you into football, and then if they say yes, you've just got you know then you've got yeah. conversation sorted for 
hours. It's when they for say hours. no, it's oh, fuck's sake. I mean, I'm trying to find it harder now. <laughs> no, to be fair, I, I, don't, I, I don't mind that no, so much. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. When, when they say yes, you just know that you don't even really even have to think. Um, but yeah, it's weird. So like when I've been to America and stuff, like uh, when we went to Las Vegas, again, I got like, we had a, we got into a cab and um the cabbie driver i think he was indian actually but you know obviously just living and working in vegas and uh i like the only i could only ha- get like the internet through like wi-fi and stuff and uh we, we'd been wandering around and i knew that we'd i knew that we'd been playing that day we we, we were playing newcastle and um and then yeah the the driver's gone oh where are you from and then as you know like simon said you know you're like oh england and he's like oh you know london and stuff and then he's gone oh do you like football and then i was like yeah 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 and he was like oh, who do you support and i was like oh west ham and then and then he was like oh they were playing newcastle today weren't they and i was like yeah 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 and he was like and he was like oh they won one nil and i was like oh did they get it yes. <laughs> so i was like i left some of that um but yeah no it's it is kind of crazy how it it brings everyone together and Again, like going back to that American thing, because obviously they're kind of like the the sporting hipsters of the world in in that they just I mean, either that or, you know just generally quite uncultured. Um, but, <laughs> but but I mean, but it's you know like it's kind of weird when you do kind of see that like people from all over the world follow English clubs. Like I, I still can't get over the fact that my Khalifa supports West Ham. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, you, like, yeah, you need more Perry. porn stars clicked with your club after you've got one on the board. Yeah, that's what you need. Well, exactly. Well, exactly. Katie, Katie Perry as well, didn't she? She's Yeah, but that well, was because... Russell Brand. Yeah, that was because she married Russell Brand and he's a big West Ham fan. So, so but since they've, since they've divorced, I've not seen her had any link I, to West Ham. I, so, yeah. I don't think you would, would you? I, I don't no, know. I, he's, not. She's going to be a especially with, all, especially with the way that marriage later. ended. They hate each other now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. but I, I think the, th- the reason why football is so globally popular is it's you just need a ball. That's it. Yeah, no, that's it. You don't need well, any that, equipment. You don't need gear. You don't need. Well, that was the thing. Football. There was that English guy that br- effectively brought football to Brazil. You know, like a hundred odd years or so ago. And then you're right. You can just make a ball out of a bit of paper and, you know, like wrap a bag around it and you're all set and that's it. And the Brazilians have turned out for everyone. Sorry? I said the Brazilians have turned out all right at football. Yeah, Uh, just a little bit. It's a sport sport for everyone. It's not like fucking, uh, you know, like bloody polo and shit where you need to be able to afford your own horse and... Mate, what's uh, your problem with polo? We had this challenge. I'm sure polo is a a fun enough sport if you play it, yeah, but... Uh, like, I haven't it's got not... five horses to make a team. Yeah, exactly. You've got you've got to be you've got to be born with a fucking silver spoon in your mouth to be able to have a fucking horse that you can like. It's not accessible. But even like, America, even like American, American football, you need all the padding and all the big yeah. shoulder gear. And is all it that isn't stuff. polo just football or horses though? Yeah, isn't there a goal? It's more like hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it, sorry, it's more like hockey. Isn't it just? Hockey on a horse. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, it's still a goal and you've got to whack it in the goal. Yeah. So, George, we're much closer to them. I bet they serve Bovril at polo games. Yeah, they, yeah, they well, I reckon pins. pins. I reckon pins. Ah, but, but as I said, like if you, if you like, it's one thing watching it, but if you want to actually get on and play that, you need to own a fucking horse. Which again, the majority of the population but won't. Say, even like, do you not have a horse, George? Even like things like ice <laughs> hockey though, and cricket, and 
American you need football. all this equipment, don't you? Before you even start, you need yeah. to get like all the gear. Well, American football, you need about a thousand refs, right. um, yeah, okay, <laughs> just to play a game. So, um, but that's but that's what I love about football. It's that global connectivity of yeah. it. And jumpers for goalposts. Yeah. There you go, sorted. Oh, I saw that stupid fucking thing recently on Twitter. Where it's just like Tom Brady's the most famous. Oh uh, yeah, because he's, when he's got Super like Bowl. when he like. Don't get me wrong, like Tom Brady's a you know like he, a, a, he's a the goat of American star. football. Let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not dissing, but, but he's just yeah, doesn't but, have the but, yeah, when, but when you're talking, yeah, when you're talking about how famous someone is and oh, he's yeah. got nine million Twitter followers, then you got Messi and Ronaldo on like three hundred million. It's Messi not doesn't even, even tweet it's, anything. But then this is PR team. Look, LeBron's got quite a lot though. LeBron's probably up there. Because mm. basketball is a little bit like football. You kind of only sort of need a ball. I know you need to create like a hoop, but it's... Yeah. But it's no, but yeah, you, but you can still do dribbles and take-ons yeah. and that. You are, and, and you yeah. can... Yeah, you, you can make shift something out of a wall and aim it, you know, like for a sign or something, you know. But yeah, you only really need a ball. And, you know, if you've got a hoop, great. But you can still do basketball-related stuff as long as you've just got the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think there's... It's such a it's such an easy game to play. Um and it, it, it's one of those things, um, it's kind of that thing where it's like easy to pick up. The rules aren't complicated, mm. really. Anyone can do it. Well, we think we can. Um, at least try. It's, at hard least try. To, it's so hard to master. Like it's, it's one of those things like you can do it and it looks easy, mm. but to master it and to be the best, it's, there's a very, very high skill ceiling there, which obviously yeah. this is what professional yeah. players are. No, that, yeah, that's fair. So, Moving into my number two, uh, I've just got something, you know, like quite nice and simple, you know, a bit homey, bit probably more family orientated. And that's just watching match of the day on the Saturday. It's just, it's just calm in it. Like, to be honest with you, I've probably already watched the highlights before yeah. match yeah. of the day anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just nice, isn't it? You know, uh, used to watch it with like me, Nan and granddad, still watch it with me, granddad, just go in there, you know, have a beer. You know, have some, you know, have like some biscuits or saying and just, yeah, watch match of the day. And, and it's just, you know, banging theme tune. Yeah. Match of the day is pretty much, you know, cemented in football, English football culture. And, yeah, and yeah just well, that's, love yeah, it, really, that, isn't it? No, and, and just on that, mate, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The thing I'm probably looking forward to most so much after lockdown's over is I just want to go around to my mum and dad's and just watch footy with my dad. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean it's just this it's just like yeah, something mate, we yeah, do yeah. together. We go to West Ham together. Um and we still FaceTime and stuff before and during the games and have our two cents and stuff, but yeah, I can't wait to do that. That's yeah. gonna be brilliant. Yeah, it's just like as I said, it's just a bit like, you know, family thing and it just uh watch match of the day and whatever just yeah a bit of a tradition and in terms of highlights you know they're all on as I said the chances are probably already watched them before match of the day you've comes already on seen anyway. them on Twitter so yeah. exactly yeah. they're all on YouTube so yeah. but yeah it's just it's just that nice little thing you know the theme song just yeah Gary Lineker warmly welcomes you in and then you just and you just you just know for an hour and a half even you know, like even if your team's lost, you just know it's you. Which you kind of think, oh, all right, just get this bit over. But but you just know you're in for a ca- for like a calm hour yeah. and a half, or best part of an hour and a half. It's, yeah, it's it's just it's like it's not the the one that me stands out is it's like it's on a Sunday, it's a calm night, it's with the family, you have a cup of tea, and just watch mm. match of the day. Um, it's just really good. No, it's an amazing amazing game format. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Show. So yeah, that was. I don't my... want it to ever get cancelled. I think I actually cry. No, well, I mean, the thing is as well, like the because B- even then, like obviously the BBC have to pay for the rights to match the day, um, but obviously if say you know whoever else bought it, whether that you know that be ITV or whatever, they wouldn't legally be able to call it match of the day, but it just wouldn't be the same, would it? it it's nah. not. Be kind of be like after Top Gear. Became yeah, 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 a little bit um, like that. But but yeah, no. Hopefully, hopefully they don't ever lose the rights to it. It's just you know money in it. We, you know we'll see. But yeah, that was my number two. So moving into your number one spot, then Matt, what are you going with, mate? Uh, we've already kind of spoke about it. It was just about giving it to opposition fans, really. Yeah, um, massive part of the game. Um, yeah, uh, and it's kind of like I said, it's just a game in itself. Really, it's, yeah, it's some entertainment because yeah, yeah, exactly. the, the football at the London stadiums often shit. So uh, it's it's a good yeah. distraction. Yeah, and your number one then, Simon. So my number one is a feeling that is probably better than any drug you'll ever have. It's the last minute winner. Oh yeah. There's mm. no better feeling in the world than like getting a ninety fourth minute winner. You know, you've won the game. It's done. Stick a fork in it. It's sometimes, sometimes it doesn't even need to be a winner. It's just a draw. Anything last minute is yeah. last minute goals are just fantastic. That, I haven't celebrated a goal like that Lanzini goal this no, season no. in a very long time. And the thing is, as well, like even though you've seen the goal go in and you watched it and you've you know you've jumped around repeatedly, whatever room you're in, just you know screaming. The very next day. I must. I can't even tell you how many times I watched those highlights yeah. again and again and again and again. Over and over, over and over. It's particularly good though when you've been absolutely shit in the game as well. Yeah, when you're yes. absolutely burgling yeah. and you've nicked it out of nothing somehow. Yeah, those it's always a shit house header. Yeah, like, from the got five You talked before. Before we were on there, we talked about the West Ham United game. Dawson had nodded that in a ninety-first minute of the game and won it. Like, it would have been mm. unreal, but... Um, the clothes would have been taken off. I'd be out there in the snow. Yeah. I'm really glad that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, I, mate, just, I, think I think you're doing Matt a bit of a disservice there, Simon. Oh, but, thank um, you, George. George has been very nice to me today. <laughs> well, but, um, I mean, we basically said he wanted to have sex with you earlier. It's so. very true. It's very, yeah, true. very true. Yeah, you know, but, um, but, yeah, no, it's just really cool, isn't it? And, like, even... Going back to say, like for us earlier in the season, and I know this wasn't the very last, the Fulham game where we've gone one nil up in the ninety first minute, and then we've celebrated, you know, like like that's the winner, we've won it, and then we concede the penalty, and then you're like, oh no, oh, God, oh yeah. no, you know, and then Lukman does that daft fucking Panenka attempt. Fabianski catches it and then it's like you've not only got the fucking last minute goal <laughs> celebration of jumping up and down you've then also got a last minute like penalty cele- uh, like celebration yeah. save and it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. last Honest. minute stuff is glorious um, we've obviously covered we've obviously covered Sergio Aguero uh, yeah. winning the title enough haven't we I so, think so yeah no that's a solid number one and my number one it, it kind of sort of mixes into a lot of what we've talked about already I, like it's just the the match day atmosphere at the stadium in general, really. So we've kind of dis- probably discussed enough elements of that all in, really. But that that was my number one. Just that that general atmosphere of being at a game, really. That's the like that's just that that that's like what separates watching football in the stadium and on than on telly, really, isn't it? But and I think, really, and I think it's a purely English thing as well. Because not purely English, but like you see some countries where the atmosphere looks absolutely dead and absolutely yeah. garbage. Yeah. 
Like, have you ever seen in, a, like, in the MLS? And I know it's not a particularly... Oh, no, it's shite, isn't it? But yeah. some of the crowds, you're like, what are you doing? Like, mm. you, you're not fans? What, what the fuck are you on? Yeah, well, they're, they're, just, they're just there because it's something to do. It's like they're going to the Olympics or something. But, because um, also when it's like mixed crowd, like, I don't get how at the Super Bowl they have mixed crowds. Like, should he just segregate them out? Like, I love the fact that at Wembley, it's just... Like a bunch of red shirts and a bunch of blue shirts, or, or you no, know, those those are the best cup finals as well. When it's a red v yeah. blue team, yeah, yeah, both yeah. end of the crowd, you have one side red, one side blue. It's just it's a great like visual look of Wembley. Yeah, mm. it's, it, and it's just it's just the divide, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I we're, we're most likely not going to go back this season, um, especially our season because our season ends in March. Mate, yeah. Um, but I am sad that we haven't been able to go there this season. But I'm looking forward to going back. I'm really looking forward to going back. Um, yeah. Not just just because I just want to go out the house, but also just generally like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Key one. And I never thought. I never thought. I would, back. I never thought I'd miss going to that stadium as much as I have. So, yeah, looking forward to getting back. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's fair. So do you want to give us a rendition of your list then, Matt? Yeah, absolutely. So at number 10, it was just shithousery. Uh, But in particular, the shithousery foul of Mark Noble um, with a play of the (laughs) throw-in. Nine is the stupid transfer rumours. Number eight, I love a long throw. Uh, number seven is uh, when centre-backs just whack the ball and go for it. Uh, number six are playoffs. Five are match day rituals. Four is the kind of pub atmosphere during the 2018 World Cup. Um, three are cup sets. Two is um, the documentaries in club dressing rooms, that sort of thing. And mm. uh, number one are uh, giving it to the opposition fans. Just nice one. giving it to them. Yeah, and uh, your top 10, Simon? So my top 10 at number 10 mid-table is the Winter Ball, which comes out from November to kind of March time. Uh, number nine, goals which go in off the bar are undoubtedly the best type of goals. Uh, number eight, a red card for the opposition in the crowd, uh, in the ground. Um, number seven, when you pick the career of a young player very early on and watch them develop. Uh, number six, a penalty shootout. Number five, you've got the playoffs. Uh, number four, just inventive football chants. I love them. Number three, the, the dark arts of the game. Number two, kind of the global nature and the fact you can connect with anyone about football if they like it. And number one, the last minute winners. Nice one, mate. So, yeah, my top 10. Uh, number 10, I've got an opposition disallowed goal. Number nine, good old crunch and tackle. Eight, when a player tries something different but completely fucks it up. Uh, number seven, passionate managers on the touchline. Number six, an early kickoff win. Five, outside of the box screamers. Four, pub with the lads. Three, game day rituals. Two, watching match of the day. And uh, number one, the atmosphere of a game. 
Thank you very much. We'll see you on the next episode. That's the final whistle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mid Table and Up podcast. If you enjoy our top 10 lists, please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Let us know what you would have done differently. If you watch this episode on YouTube, make sure to put your foot through that subscribe button and leave a like on the video as well as follow us on Spotify, the podcast app to keep up to date with the series. Thank you very much. See you next time.